Hello and welcome back to These Are The Words. I'm Eric Grun and this is season two and I will be reading for you a book called The Mahatma Letters. It's the first time I've read it. Um, so I don't know what to expect. And uh they are said to be letters, correspondences between two Maha Chohans or Maha Kohans. And I have a suspicious feeling that the word Chohan or Kohan is connected to, as we talked about in the last season, the Kohens or Kohanans or Kohanan which were the priesthood, the divine priesthood of Yahweh, the divine priesthood that is stated in the Torah. As we recall, the first five books of the Bible is called the Torah. And it, it, is, said to, it is said that it was written by Moses so the Kohanan were from the the Levites. I believe they're they're the Levites. They're the tribe of Levi. But they are the descendants of Aaron. They're from the line of Aaron. So I'm going to explore all that, but I'm going to be reading the Mahatma letters, and I find it uh, it's a it's a theosophical book, and I will uh, read a little bit of the introduction, the preface, and get into a little bit of uh, what theosophy is. Um, theosophy was started uh, by a woman called Helena. Uh, her name was Helena Blavatsky. And I think it was uh, one other gentleman, I forgot. I'll have to look it up. Um, but I'll get into that in a little while. But as this is, the podcast is called These Are the Words. And it is, as we recall, um, named after the last words of Moses being the book of Deuteronomy in the Torah, the fifth book of the Bible, the fifth book of the Torah. And its real Hebrew is named Ele Hadevarim, and it means these are the words, literally means these are words. I want to read a little bit, continue reading a little bit of the Debarim, the book of Deuteronomy. Um, and this is this book was written in a very warm fashion as if uh, because these were the last these are said to be the last words of Moses they were conveyed in a very heart to heart heartfelt way to uh, Joshua and Joshua was to be the leader who led uh, the Israelites into the promised land so I'll read it uh, I left off at chapter 2 um, first I'll start verse 16. So it came about when all the men of war had finally perished from among the people 
that the Lord spoke to me, saying, Today you shall cross over Ar, the border of Moab. When you come opposite the sons of Ammon, do not harass them nor provoke them, for I will not give you any of the land of the sons of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the sons of Lot as a possession. Okay, so Lot, um, if you don't know who Lot is, Lot in the Torah is um, the one person and his family that Yahweh, God, pulled out of Sodom and Gomorrah before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And the story of Sodom and Gomorrah sounds an awful lot like uh, whoever destroyed, well, God destroyed, what he used angels to destroy them, but the angels who destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah used nuclear weapons because it is said that um, Lot's wife, uh, God instructed Lot and his family not to look back, not to look behind and not to look back, and he, and when he pulled him, took him out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he was to keep, keep walking, uh, keep like traveling straight ahead out of the city, and not look back. But his wife looked back, and she turned into a pillar of salt. You know, she turned into a, uh, she got, she turned into like salt or something like that. It was. She got vaporized. So, um, and as we'll see, we'll explore uh, also. Okay, the Mahatma letters I'll be reading, and it's said to have, it's said to, those Maha Chohans, Maha means great, Chohans means. Um, a representative of God, basically, it means that, like a, a you know, I'll I'll get into it later on. But they were they were two Chohans who were said to have um, went to the Himalayas in India, and. Uh, As we'll see, several empires. Okay, Chohan is actually also a last name, a surname, and Chohan it was a small empire. The Chohan family ruled over that empire. It is close to Kashmir in the northwest India, close to Uttar Pradesh. And that region had been conquered by several earlier uh, empires, including an Arabian Empire, including the Persian Empire, and 
including several other empires. And so I believe this is the connection where Mesopotamian people meet the Indus Valley people. Okay? So, that being said, back to Deparim. Amon is uh, right next to Syria. And as we talked about before in the last season, Syria sounds an awful lot like Sura in, in Sanskrit. Sura means those with light. And Assyria, Assyrians, that's those are the Assyrians, sounds like Asura, those without light. Okay? So, there's two different words here. Syria and Assyria. Okay. Now, the book of Deuteronomy also talks about Bashan. Bashan is a term for the north northernmost region of the Transjordan, which is located in what is today known as Syria. Okay? And then it we're going to read we're, as we're reading Deuteronomy, we're going to encounter Og, the king of Bashan. Okay? Whom the Israelites defeated in a war. And this was in Syria, modern-day Syria. Okay. And eventually we're going to get to the people of Gog and Magog. And those are the people from also from Turkey and from Russia. From what is known as Turkey today and Russia. And again, we're we're going to talk about the Assyrians and then later the Persians and the Syrians. Okay, one thing I want to point out and I found this because Goga is in India a folk deity of Rajasthan state at India. And Rajasthan is in the northwest portion of India that had been conquered by several other other uh, empires including the people of I believe Gog and Magog okay we're going to talk about the differences between Gog and Magog later on but this is I believe where this word Goga comes from and, and just to show you uh, well they call Goga the folk deity in Rajasthan uh, Gogaji Gogaji this is like a respected title and okay so just to just to show you the surname uh, it is Goga is also a surname and it is found in Romania in Albania um, it is you know more or less uh, it's it's I have a list here and it says Romania and Albania Goga is uh, is the last name and given okay a given name as a first name meaning a, a first name it is found in Kazakhstan and Russia and actually there's somebody who is actually named Goga Ashkenazi okay 
and it is a Kazakh Russian name of someone,、uh, of a person that you know. I don't know.、Uh, was born in,、uh, uh, I suppose, Kazakhstan or Russia. Okay, Kazakhstan. Oh, 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 Kazakhstan, the USSR. And、uh, Goga as a first name is also、uh, found in Georgia and India and Pakistan and Serbia.、Um, so it's fascinating. And Iran, also Iran. Uh, oh, oh, Goga, Iran is a village in Gilan Province. That's the, actually the name of a place in Iran, and、uh, a village. Okay, in Azerbaijan, there's a village also known as Goga. Okay, so it's a very popular thing, and it's no coincidence. Goga and Gog, you know. Magog, Gog, which is the way that the Bible, the Bible, spells it, Gog, you know. But it might as well be Goga, right? So I, 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 I have a feeling that this, these are like connected. These, these things are connected, and we're at.、Um, Modern-day scientists say that there isn't, there, there was never an Aryan invasion. But there was in the northwest of India, in the Indus Valley, an invasion by several empires, and we'll go through those those things because I have a feeling that the the term Chauhan it actually it literally mean it it could be pronounced Chauhan, and it literally is the same thing as the Chauhan, and it means representative of God. And meaning, I suppose, a Kohan from India may have just very well been the Kohan family who went to the Himalayas or lived lived in that、uh, they had that empire empire called Chauhans, you know, the Chauhans in northwest India. Okay, so. Okay, so it came about when all the men of war had finally perished from among the people, that the Lord spoke to me, saying, "Today you shall cross over Ar, the border of Moab. When you come opposite the sons of Ammon, do not harass them nor provoke them, for I will not give you any of the land of the sons of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the sons of Lot as a possession." Okay. So, Lot、um, escaped Sodom and Gomorrah. So his children, or his descendants, were in Ammon. Okay.、Um, let's take a look here.、Uh, okay. Transjordan. Okay, so this is. I think、uh, they don't have a.、Uh, oh, they don't have a map here. In you know, I'm looking at Bashan. 
it'll have a map of the modern day names. But I think it's all Syria. It's all considered Syria today. Anyway, okay. It is also regarded as the land of the Rephaim. And the Rephaim are what is known in the Bible as Amim or Emites. Emites. And they were supposed to be a very tall and strong people. Actually, the name Emim is,、uh, it means、uh, terrible ones. You know,、uh, let's, let's go back here. I had this up before. Okay, it means、uh, the Amims dwelt. Okay, so let me see. It means the dreaded ones, or it means horror or terror, or the dreaded ones. It means the dreaded ones. And、uh, the Amim was an, a Moabite name for the Rephaim. Okay, so that's these are the people as they're referred to in the Torah that lived in those areas, what is known today as Syria.、Um, Rephaim, for Rephaim formerly lived in it, but the Ammonites call them Zamzumin. <laughs> okay. A people as great, numerous, and tall as the Anakim. And this is the second time. This is the second time it states that. The other time it says, The Amim lived there formerly, a people as great, numerous, numerous and tall as the Anakim. And that's verse 10. And verse 21, A people as great, numerous, and tall as the Anakim. Okay. So 10 and 21 are connected. It's, it's, it states it twice. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and settled in their place. Just as he did for the sons of Esau. And as we recall, the Esau, sons of Esau, are the Edomites, who live in Seir. When he destroyed the Horites from before them, they dispossessed them and settled in their place even to this day. And the Avim, who lived in the villages as far as Gaza, the Kaftorim, who came from Kaftor, destroyed them and lived in their place. Arise, set out, and pass through the valley of Arnon. Look, I have given Sihon, or Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land into your hand. Begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. And as we recall, the Amorites were also a Semitic people. And at one time it was thought to,、uh, the Amorites were 
Um, oh, at one time the Amorites were was the first kingdom of Babylon, and they were Akkadian, basically. The Amorites and the Akkadians were the first kingdom of Babylon, which was a small kingdom. And then later on, they were thought to have been the Hyksos, because they ruled in Egypt for 200 years, but they it was just a short time that they ruled because they weren't Hamitic uh, people, you know, they were Semitic people, and they they were from they were like outsiders, and they were from uh, the hill country. They were they lived in the hills, and they were shepherds, you know, they were herders. <clears throat> okay. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the peoples everywhere under the heavens, who, when they hear the report of you, will tremble and be in anguish because of you. Okay? So the Israelites are being brought against the Rephaim, who are the Amim, and they were literally known as the dreaded ones. They were called the dreaded ones. And so Yahweh is saying, they are going to fear you, the Israelites. And the Israelites uh, are moving in basically to take over the land because God is giving specific land to the Israelites and not other land. Uh, he, he, Moses starts to say, don't go here, don't go there, don't go there, because that land is given to the sons of Lot and to the sons of Esau, but go here to the dreaded ones. Basically, God's leading them to go fight the dreaded ones, and he's saying, but he is going to put the fear of you, of the Israelites, into them. So I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sihon, king of Heshbon, with words of peace, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass through your land. I will travel only on the highway. I will not turn aside to the right or to the left. You will sell me food for money so that I may eat and give me water for money so that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot, just as the sons of Esau who live in Seir and the Moabites who live in Ar did for me until I cross over the Jordan into the land which the Lord our God is giving to us. Okay, so this is where I'll stop, and I'll pick up later. And so he's uh, he's instructing them, and he, he sent a messenger with a... Uh, I remember, as we remember, Moses was a scribe, and so he could write a letter, basically. And he sent a messenger. But it doesn't necessarily say that it's, it's, it's uh, written. Uh... Although we know Moses was a scribe, it just says he sent the messenger. So the messenger, he says, 
they sent a messenger from the wilderness of Kedemoth. Okay. So, um, uh, from the wilderness could mean a Hebrew, a Habiru, a Hapiru, <laughs> somebody who was from the wilderness. Okay. It could also mean uh, the Negev. The Negev literally means wilderness. Okay. So he sent a messenger, and the messenger said uh, he would bring, you know, asking a certain king to let them pass through the land so that they can get to the promised land. All right, so I'll stop here, and I'll get to the Mahatma letters. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let's see. Do 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 do. I'll get to the preface. I'll preface to the second edition. Uh, some explanation is due to the reader as to why a revised edition of this book has been considered necessary, and also, uh, I'm going to skip all that. Okay. Abbreviations. They talk about. They give a great detail actually in the beginning. As to what exactly they revised, and uh, and why it needed revision. Um, okay, introduction by A. T. Barker. It is well known among students of theosophy and occultism that the that the philosophical doctrines and ethics which were given to the world through the Theosophical Society during the 16 years immediately following its foundation in 1875 emanated from certain Eastern teachers said to belong to an occult brotherhood living in the trans-Himalayan fastnesses of Tibet H.P. Blavatsky, who, together with Colonel Alcott, founded the Theosophical Society, acknowledged these Eastern brothers as her teachers, stating not only that they existed, but that she herself had received training and instruction at their hands during her sojourn in Tibet and was therefore able to speak from her own knowledge and personal experience. It was not until 1880 that further testimony became available. In that year, the late A.P. Sinet, then living in India, was enabled through the agency of Madame Blavatsky to enter into correspondence with her own teachers, whom she referred to variously under the terms the brothers, quote-unquote the brothers, quote-unquote the Mahatmas, the Mahatmas, Mahatmas, and later, quote-unquote, the masters of wisdom. During the course of this correspondence, which extended over the years 1880 to 
to 1884, Mr. Sinnett received many letters from the Mahatmas M. Period, and K. Period, H. Period. The teachers in question, and it is these original communications which are published in the present volume under the title of the Mahatma Letters. The circumstances attending their receipt were fully dealt with by Mr. Sinnott in his occult world, and they need not therefore be restated here. Okay, I'll continue reading on the next episode, and this is just an introduction, and I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, what we were we we're going to get into uh, with the Mahatma letters and the Chohans and the various kingdoms, empires who uh, have raided the uh, or took over, conquered at various times. North, uh, Northwestern India and how and we'll dig into how it connects with uh, Mesopotamia, ancient Mesopotamia and uh, give a look at this theosophical book alright, thank you so much for joining in and God bless